We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Well, let's just go ahead and start. Between the Hedges uh, Saturday. Uh, but first, let's do this. Uh, going live, folks. Sakovi White, 2024, uh, in the class of 2024. Sakovi White, receiver, commits to Georgia uh, as we're going live. So that is some breaking news right there. And we're going to bring on... Oh my, oh my, oh my word. Oh my, oh, is that who I think that is? Yes, sir. Ooh. Yes, sir. Ooh. What's going on? Not much. Look, I'm just letting you know right now. Uh, you know, I, I got to wear black, right? Um, we're, we're at a funeral um, for Auburn's season and probably Brian Harson is <laughs> uh, head coach. Uh, just letting you know that. So uh, pay respects. Psych. Um, nah, in all seriousness, though, listen, Georgia takes care of business, gets back on track a little bit, if you will, 42 to 10. Um, Juan, I, I don't know, you just popped on, uh, but as, as we alluded to to begin the show, Sokovi White receiver out of the 2024 cycle commits to Georgia as we went live. Um, I don't know if you know much about him, but I'm telling you right now, I think the kid will be a, a welcome addition to the 24 cycle, uh, especially at a position of need like receiver. Um, but let's talk about Auburn, right? We got back onto our roots. We went back to our roots, Juan. Um, ran the damn ball, if you will. <laughs> um, listen, 292 yards, that's obviously sacks included, if you know what I mean. Uh, I want to say we ran for over 300 if you exclude those. Um, first off, what are your initial thoughts on the game? Um, you know, first and foremost, and, and, and I – put this in the chat last Wednesday, I just said statement game. This is a statement, you know, that was a statement game. And coming off the heels of a uh, of a struggling, you know, game against Missouri, well, and, and that was a close game. Auburn ends up beating them. But what Georgia basically said is, is go out there, we're going to make a statement. Because number one, uh, Auburn played, you know, played in, and number two, Auburn is also going to play Alabama. So Georgia's, we want to make, 
make sure that we just take this common opponent and smash him and beat him 10 times worse than we're able to do. So six rushing touchdowns, um, just, just outstanding. Yeah, I'm looking at it this way. I'm looking at, right, like uh, Branson Robinson, welcome to the party. My man, welcome to the party. You know, you, you look at right, Kendall Milton, I think, uh, gets an, a groin injury to the severity of it. I'm not sure. Um, but you're going in, you're looking at it, right? Now you give a chance for uh, Branson Robinson to get more uh, touches, right? Obviously, Dejan, right? Dejan has seemingly earned more and more reps as the weeks uh, progress. Uh, but we really saw Branson Robinson. And listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this is – like what I'm taking my take here, but on that last run of his, there was a moment where I was like, okay, that reminds me a little bit of Nick Chubb, right? I don't want to compare him to Nick Chubb. I think he's a little bit different, right? That's okay. But you saw the Nick Chubb-esque style, right? That power run. Listen, if you watch it, the dude just slipped off of him, right? They tried to grab him his hips and he just slides off of him. Like, you know to I me. Mean? So it's not like, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know he's power runner, but let's be honest, he's explosive, explosive. Uh, and speaking of explosive, one, um, Stequavius Bennett outrunning, <laughs> outrunning SEC defensive backs, uh, if you want to call him that at Auburn. Um, that was impressive. That was impressive. Yeah, and and you know you could just tell how smart he is. You know he took advantage of it. The middle of the field field open wide open he was like oh well you know what why not so he took off and uh you know he he did a great job and i mean you look at that play though when you break it down you would almost be crazy not to take it because if you look at the safeties and the dbs two high safeties all split away you look at the cornerbacks they're all focused head away from the middle of the field so it literally is the white you know the parting of the red sea just you know what i mean you have to take advantage of that he did, and he made him pay, which is another reason why moving forward, people have to respect Stet as a runner, which should hopefully slow down blitzes, things like that, buy him some more time to get right in the passing game. Um, you know, not everything was sunshine and rainbows, right? There was a couple things that I think, um, in my opinion, we need to work on, and that's connected on the deep passes, right? Uh, I want to say we took more shots than normal uh, for this year. Uh, didn't connect on any of them. Uh, from a former receiver, you know what, what? What did you see in that situation? Like when we when we took deep shots, not connecting. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you you know how does Georgia fix that moving forward? Because you're going to need those. Yeah, it, 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 it it's definitely a timing issue. On one of those, it almost kind of looked uh, McConkey kind of slowed up trying to find the ball, and it, it was just kind of just a little bit over. I think it's one thing too. McConkey's just going to have to have that confidence back. The the thing again with this the crazy rotation with all these receivers is you're going to have one guy that's you're going to have the next guy that's going to run a four three. You're going to have a guy guy that's going to run. So that 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 with your receivers from a quarterback standpoint, it it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be to try to adjust based off of the rush and everything is going so fast. So I just think that if we could just verse, um, I, I think that uh, that would help. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it this way, right? Like it's not, 
you know, it's, it's becoming a trend at this point. And, and to me, I, I genuinely need to see these things hit, right? You overthrow Bowers, you overthrow Ladd, you know, and in my point, like you have to start connecting with this because when you go to a team, when you play Tennessee, right, you need those deep shots because you're, they're, listen, they're, Tennessee's, Tennessee's secondary is not good. They're just not. So you have to take advantage of that, right? And how do you do that? You, you, you stretch the top, you know, stretch the field vertically. And, you know, from there, right, hit, connect on the deep passes and put in – you're going to have to score points. So, you know, moving forward, Georgia has to find a way to connect on those. You know, when you look at last year, though, there was a situation where we were underthrown, right? We, we underthrew a lot of these. Um, you know, however, at the same time, if you want to compare it, you connect it, right? Um it's just something, you know, to look at there. Uh, but I want to talk to the brigade here since we've got a hot and heavy brigade so far. Um, apparently, the Flower Dipped Beer Club is in the house. Uh, Santa's left the building. Uh, also, 63 says, me and Juan are not grumpy old men. Not grumpy old men. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but... Um, Apparently, Juan went to go get a Santa hat as well. So this is interesting. Uh, interesting development, if you will. Um, but Juan, if if you can still hear me, um, you know, I want to I want to move on to how can I explain this? The defensive performance. We didn't get any. We didn't get no sacks. Not even statistically, if you will, quarterback uh, hurries. With that being said. How do you like? Listen, I think we all saw if you watched the game, Robbie Ashford was running for his life the entire game. What do you make of, of that defensive performance? Well, can you hear me? Am I coming through a little bit clearer? Yes, yes, you are, sir. Okay, good, good. Um, he was he was running for his life the entire game. I mean, you don't necessarily have to get defensive sacks if you were getting defensive pressures. And uh, the secondary did a great job of, 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 of covering. But that pressure, uh, I mean, he just looked uncomfortable the entire game. And uh, for, for, for somebody like that playing in that environment, you know, coming to, to, to play against Georgia, him running for his life, he did not make a good, comfortable throw the entire game. So I, I was pleased at, at what they were able to do. He's a mobile guy. Historically, we've had trouble with mobile guys, and they did a great job of containing him and then also forcing him to throw some bad, bad passes. No, you're 100% right. I think, you know, this is, again, this, this game right here was a perfect example why you don't worry about sack stats. You don't worry about all that stuff, right? Because when you watch the game, they're unable to do anything. They, they really are. You you can't do anything, right? They couldn't move the ball hardly at all. Uh, I was also surprised they didn't really give the ball to Tank as much as I thought they would. Um, you know, so overall, overall, I think you, you made his life a living hell for four quarters. Um, did what you had to do. Defense keeps doing what they're doing. And I think ultimately you see what happens with a 42. To- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, you know, the, we were 14, we were up 14, nothing at half. Um, you know, which is which leads me to believe, you know, obviously if you watch it, it's another slow start for the offense. One, with this being kind of a slow start, we didn't score our first points until the second quarter. Is this something that Georgia has to worry about moving forward? Is this a problem now? No, it's it, it, it's not. It would be a problem if we were going score for score um, and, and you know, or, or putting our defense in a, a, a very bad situation field, you know, from a field position standpoint. But no, I mean, Georgia just did what they do. They're methodical. And again, they're they're built on running the football. So six rushing touchdowns is 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 great. They just played good Georgia football. What are we going to do? We're just going to play great defense and we're going to run the football. Um, and ha- no matter however it, it 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 happens, we still put 42 points on the board and we only gave up 10. You know, you you brought up the six rushing touchdowns, right? And, and we've talked about kind of going back to our roots, if you will, right? Um, you know, my, I think my favorite takeaway from this, from an off, like from a total standpoint, is defense did what they're supposed to do, but the offense, we found another way to dominate a game. Right? We've been looking for this type of performance from the running game all season. We've been waiting for it. Now you get it. So now you can sit there. You know you can run the ball. Maybe I don't know what it was. Yeah, I mean Patrick alludes to it here. Two hundred ninety-two yards on the ground, right? So you sit there, you look at it that way, you know, what caused, right? And that's something that we got to figure this out. What caused us to struggle in the run game, right? It sent like, it sent like every one of our running backs were hitting the holes. And I mean, wide open holes for that matter too, right? Uh, Branson with cutbacks, right? Dejan with cutbacks. There were some beautiful runs there. Um, But at the same time, I think you look at the offensive line, um, they came to play, and boy, did they ever do that. Uh, see, whenever you have 292 yards, guys, you have to give credit to the offensive line. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that was the most important thing there is just seeing these guys' effort and, and just physically manhandling. Um, something that uh, – what is it? Uh, Auburn Center Council, I forgot his first name. Uh, I don't know if you heard that one uh, heading into this game. Uh talking about Auburn could dominate us uh, def- yeah, our defensive I, line. Yeah, I did hear that. 
if we keep them out of our third down or out of their third down packages, we could dominate them. And I'm like, okay. And then next, you know, first draft, third and 10, third and 15. Like, it's just, it's just stuff like you got to, you love to see it. Right? You just love to see it. Uh, what impe- uh, apparently what impressed Patrick was about Dejan when he refused to go down the pile push for 10 more yards on several times. That's a testament to the offensive line again, too. Like, he's 30 yards down the field. And they're, ch- and they're following the ball and come in there and push the pile. That's effort. That's the effort that we're talking about. That's what we needed to see moving forward. You sustain your blocks, and then you you engage, right? Go down the field, tra- track the ball, run after it. Shit like that happens. And when it does, it makes you look that much more dominant, right? That just It's just beautiful. Juan, if you had to choose a player of the game, I know we made our prediction – uh, who are you giving the game ball to for this week? Um, you know, obviously it's probably – I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, you know, just the this, the entire offensive line. I mean, you had a stable of backs that were going through. They were running. But just like, you know, Patrick said, what was impressive is, you know, them going down there pushing the pile. And there was one where they were going and they were in the red zone and uh, it looked like he was stopped probably at the 10-yard line, and they just go and they just push him, you know, uh, more up the field. And then, of course, the next play, they score a touchdown. So, um, you know what? They just went and played some big boy football against a big-time rival. Everybody's going to give us their best shot. Everybody's going to give us our, their, their, their best shot. Everybody wants to knock, it, you know, knock the big dog off, you know, just like, you know, Texas A&M, as bad as they were. They, they took, you know, Alabama to the wire. So everyone wants an opportunity to do that. They're going to get up and the offensive line said, no, we'll, you know, just put it on our shoulders, you know, and, and we're going to put our big boy pants on and we're just going to run right through this defensive line. So they, they did a great job. You know, you sit there, you look at it, right? And, you know, you look at the whole performance. I, I, I enjoyed our performance totally. You know, Patrick says his players of the game, the offensive line and Dejan. But I, you know what? I want to give it to her. I want to give it to. I want to give it to the freshman. Give it to Branson Robinson, right? De- Listen, Dejan did an excellent job. I, I can't. You cannot discredit that. All of our running backs did well. Stetson did well. Give it to Branson. I think it's. I think it's worth it, right? Uh, SEC Freshman of the Week as well. Um, he earned that. He did. Uh, he he ran like a man possessed. And if if that's what we're getting, oh boy, buckle up, that chin shot, because you coming. He's coming at you. Uh, now, I don't know if you're familiar with this name, too, but I'm looking at this running back room, right? And and obviously, I'm not trying to get too far ahead, Juan, but there's a name that people may have forgotten about. And I'm not saying everybody here has, but if you've forgotten about the name Andrew Paul, please remind yourself that with him being out with the ACL injury this year, just wait for next year. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, if you like what you saw out of Branson Robinson, Andrew Paul is probably better than Branson, and that's saying something. Because up until that point, you know, up until that point, if I'm not mistaken, Andrew was above Branson in the in the running back room. Dude was making plays after play after play. Now, obviously, the injury happens, but you know, but that's not. A, I'm not knocking Branson Robinson, but just keep in mind, folks, that the running back room is still in good hands with Del McGee. Um, let's do, let's do this. My, like I said, my player of the game, I'm giving it to, to Branson Robinson. There are some things, Juan, 
uh, as we kind of transition to a different side of this, um, there's some things going around college football and the SEC that happened Saturday and even today that could have an impact on Georgia. Right, hear me out on this. Matt Rule, the former head coach for um, the Carolina Panthers, is fired. You know, is there a chance that he goes to the SEC? Maybe if Auburn fires Harson, like I think they will. Or do you think he goes to somewhere like, you know, maybe a Nebraska or something like that, right? Because I don't, I don't know about you, but Matt Rule at Baylor had that program looking really nice. We played him in the – remember, we played him in the bowl game. You know, goes to Carolina – and, and you know how this goes, Juan. Head coaching in the, in the NFL is a lot different than college. I feel like he's better for the college game. Simple yep. as that. Simple as that. You know, I don't think they've made an announcement yet to say that Harson's been fired from Auburn, but let's be honest, the writing's on the wall. That That's coming down the track sooner or later. It has to. Um, you know, why they're prolonging it, I, I really don't know. I really don't. Yeah, it, it's um, going to be sooner or later because they still have to play Ole Miss, which that, that's going to be a loss. They still have to play Alabama. That's going to be a loss. I do believe they still have to play Mississippi State. Um, that that's good. That's going to be a loss. It, it's going to be, uh, I mean, it, it's either now or never. So uh, it, it's, you know, it's just days away. I think I, it, it makes sense to me, right? It makes sense. Um, you know, but I think, you know, Auburn, this could be the final nail in the coffin, even though I don't, it's not just yet. You know, if there's a chance they go four wins total, <laughs> like it, it's, it's rough for them. Um, but the, the the thing about it is you look at what they're having to pay, right? I'm not feeling sorry for them because they did it to themselves. Yep. You're, paying, you're paying off Gus. You're about to be paying off Harson. You still got to find a new head coach when that when that time comes. That's your own fault. So, in my opinion. I think they're still paying off Tuberville and Chiswick. So, I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> the boosters pissed off big time having to pay money for guys that have been long gone. Yeah. But, you know, my thing is this, like, with that being said, you know, if they're still doing those kind of buyouts, there's no way they get that. They're, they're, like, Auburn is on a track to be a poverty program for, for a while if things happen the way they're supposed yep. to. Yep. Like, it's to the point where you really have to start wondering about the Deep South Souls robbery. Like, is it going to be worth watching? Is it like a Georgia Tech again? Who knows? Uh, speaking of Georgia Tech, though, uh, Georgia Tech, since they let go of, uh, what is it, uh, Jeff Collins and the Waffle yeah. House man, since they let go of Mr. Waffle House, you know, they're playing some decent ball. I know they played um, Pitt at the at the time. Pitt was ranked. Beat yep. them beat and then beat, beat Duke this weekend. Yeah. The question now is, Juan, is Georgia Tech something to be worried about now? Um, I, I would probably worry about them as much as I would worry about, is it possible to staple water to a tree? I mean, it's, it's not, it's not possible. So it's not even anything to even you come close to worrying about. That'll make you sweat a little bit trying that, right? <laughs> it wasn't, why won't it work? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pat says deep South South Australia is always worth watching because fuck Auburn. Absolutely. <laughs> I ain't mad about that. Not one bit. It's worth it. But at the same time, you look at look some look at some teams, right? One that we've got to go up against later in the season, and, and I want to get your thoughts from a high level perspective on these. Right, you look at Kentucky taking an L to South Carolina, right? We've already obviously we've already played South Carolina, but 
you look at South or Kentucky without Will Levis, right? That is a terrible program without Will Levis. <laughs> they are pretty bad, yeah. Uh, ooh, uh-oh. And that was, uh, that was evident. Uh-oh, one. <laughs> Black Adonis in the house. Uh-oh. I, I, I should probably get it. I should probably get it removed. I think you could kind of see it here a little bit. But it's the so, uh, old, old Obby tattoo. <laughs> uh-oh. Now, there's a backstory to this. Uh, more sentimental note. So we'll keep that off record for the time being. <laughs> but, you know, sources confirm, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, we're going to uh, just, just so you know, we got to pick out a show. We'll uh, um, try to get with Black Adonis' schedule. But I'd love to have him on the show, man. He's awesome. So I would uh, – yep. and I talked we'll, to him. He we'll said he'd, he'd, be, he'd be okay with it. We'll book that. Let's get that. Let's get that booked. Let's work on All right. Um, you know, listen, I think uh, Tanil says it would be a major feat for the Barners to sink to Georgia Tech slavery. Laughing at. Yeah, it can happen, though. It could. You know, but I do want to take over here once. So obviously, Kentucky, right? We're playing Kentucky toward the end of the season. You know, that team is like Jekyll and Hyde. It's without Will Levis, right? Uh, you know, you lose, what, I think it was 24 14 at home. Without Will Levis, they, they couldn't move the ball. And that's that was interesting, right? You, you give credit to South Carolina for taking care of business. But, you know, if I'm looking at Kentucky, I'm not worried about Kentucky at this point. Are you? Like, should we be worried about them? I, I'm not. Nope. I mean, am I? No. Nope. There you go. Not at all. They, 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 I'll if tell they you don't what, have their leader, I, I'm not even worried about them. I'll tell you one team that I am kind of sweating just a little bit out. In, I'm not talking Tennessee just yet, but Mississippi State. Mississippi State can still run. They can you said run the that ball earlier, You said that earlier. Yeah, uh, you said that earlier when we were um, doing our doing our previews. You said that. I mean, my thought was, you know, we kind of knew what Will Rogers was about and everything, but the fact that they have a pulse in a run game—that's interesting. They, listen, they threw up what they played Arkansas and just dismantled Arkansas this week, but they scored forty points the past two games at least. And yeah. with running the ball, with running the ball, they 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 dismantled AM and then dismantled Arkansas. That's two teams that a lot of people had at the top of the SEC West, and Jay just just waxed them. Been trying to tell people since the offseason, since the since before the season started, like keep an eye out for Mississippi State. Yeah, but let, but let's talk about Tennessee though. Let's talk about Tennessee. Are you worried about Tennessee? No. No, I'm not. You know, if if you look at Tennessee's schedule, um, and and some of the teams that they that they beat, um, you know, there were some close games. I mean, they 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 score a lot of points, but I mean, they just didn't really blow anybody out. Or is it? What I mean, except for obviously this this last game, they, you know, they, they it was a big time blowout. But again, it, it's it's one of those things that with Georgia's defense. You know, it's all fun and games until you get punched in the mouth. You know, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, and I think that that's what's going to happen, uh, you know, when, when, when we match up against Tennessee. Plus, we'll get an opportunity to see what Tennessee's really about this weekend against Alabama, with or without, uh, with or without you know, Bryce Young. I'm getting, I'm getting reminded in the chat right now, Juan, about my uh, prediction from before the season. Uh, I'm just going to pull this up here because I earned this. Speaking of teams people were high on in the SEC West. (laughs) 
Yeah, Juan's laughing at me right now, and he has. Or, yeah, Juan's laughing. Kobe pointed that shit out. At LSU now, good lord, man! I had him going second in the West, and they are just, you know, that family down there is just disappointing to say the least. It is Tennessee just boat raced him at home, and I don't know. Year one, I, I really don't know. Uh, you know, you look at Ole Miss is probably the number. I think Ole Miss is second right now as it stands now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There could very well be a chance you see the Egg Bowl determine second place or maybe even first, depending on how maybe uh, Alabama first, yeah. fares. Yeah. Uh, Jay Jacobs, um, <clears throat> Ole Miss wins the West. It could happen. I, 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 I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past. I, I think that, like you said, I think that Ole Miss, Mississippi State game may determine who wins, who wins the West. Um, and right now, the way that Ole Miss is playing football right now, they're, you know they're they're playing some good football. Lane Kiffin has got that group, you know, ready ready to play. It's a it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, just going around, just going around to, um, you know, around the SEC, if you will. That's a lot of crazy shit that happened this week, right? Bama survives A and M in an underwhelming A and M team, for that matter. Um, yeah, Kobe says not even a fake country accent can save him from that ass whipping. Yeah. It's just terrible. I don't know. I mean, he's he's not wrong. Uh, he's not wrong at all. Yeah, but I I kind of want to go back to Georgia now. Obviously, this is a Georgia podcast, but you, you take away right. Like, obviously, we had a huge running game. We look at some guys that you know I would really want to see, you know, play. Right. You look at Bear Alexander. I don't know if you paid attention to this, but Bear Alexander has really stepped up over the past couple games with, with Jalen Carter when he got hurt, when he went down at Missouri. It seems like Bear, you know, obviously our D-line, like I said, we didn't get a lot of, like, sacks or anything, so repeating that again. But at the same time, Bear Alexander's really impressed me. Uh, you know, I, I guess you could say just creating pressure from within. What are your thoughts on the defensive line play without Jalen Carter? Because once we get Jalen Carter back, I expect business to pick up even more. But in the meantime, what are your thoughts on uh, the play without Jalen Carter? Well, I mean, it's 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 next man up first and foremost. And I just think that they did a great job against Auburn. Again, Auburn is the, the team that they took, you know, they took, you know, Mizzou, who we just struggled with the week before. They took them to overtime, scored, you know, scored some points on them, e- even though they went up there and got, absolutely stomped against Penn State they still went up there in Happy Valley and was able you know they were able to move the ball you got a a very athletic quarterback you got an unbelievable running back in Tanks Big you know you know in Tanks Bigsby so for them to take on that challenge they did an excellent excellent job so it is it's it, it, it's next man up till Jalen Carter gets back and then once you know you add him back to the mix it's going to be you know, everybody's fighting to, to, to get their opportunity. And, it, and if you have a team that's hungry, a group that's hungry to get in there so that they can get their opportunity, that, that's a dangerous group. Yeah, uh, you look at – obviously you're not seeing the disruption that you saw last season. You shouldn't expect that if you're a George fan. You should not. Um, you know, but when you, look at, when you look at guys like Nolan Smith right, really coming in um, – yeah, coming in and being that leader on that on, on, along the edge, right? With uh, Robert Bill as well, you know, I can't wait to see guys like Mike Hill. Um, I'm going, I'm going to shout him out with Mike Hill when he starts to really, right, like get comfortable. It's going to be a problem. It mm-hmm. will. 
Um, and I just think that moving forward, you know, learn under him, right? Like learn under Nolan, right? Nolan, if you've watched it, he, he's just so damn smart, man, when it comes to the defense and, and just understanding the game. There's things that he does that, like, I feel like it shouldn't happen, right? But he does it because he's just so instinctual. And, you know, it, it's just – it's beautiful to see. You know, I'm not going to go too far ahead. That's for the offseason, right? But you you hope that he's mentoring these guys to learn underneath of them. And I think he will. You are, he's, he's, a, he's that kind of guy that you're going to do that. But you, you really want to see these young guys really, like, make the impact. You know, like, Mike Hill was getting pressures. Bear Alexander getting pressures. You saw a lot of that, right? Uh, yep. Stackhouse, yep. different things like that. So you know it's paying off. It's just at the same time, like, to the people that want to bash stats in our face, like, Watch that game. Quarterbacks are getting the ball out of their out of their pans, like well beyond, like well ahead of normal time. Like it's very fast. They're they're all they're forced to is just, you know, screen game, like screens and shit like that. Like, of course you're not gonna get sacks with when you're when you're holding the ball for a second, right? That's just my thought. Um, it, it's it's a more complete it's a more complete defense. So last year the the defensive line put so much pressure on everyone that, you know, the secondary didn't really have to do a whole lot. Well, this year, guess what? We've got the Malachi Starks in the that's, you know, going around. He's a ball hawk. He's picking off balls. You know, I hate that they didn't give him that interception that, you know, I mean, he did drop it. It, it did hit the ground. But just the fact that he was there. So everybody's involved, which means that you're counting on your secondary, your linebackers, as well as your, your interior line. And when that's happening, we have a complete defense. Because guess what? Most teams, if their line doesn't get a lot of pressure, then guess what? The back end gets absolutely torched. Well, that's not the case this year. The secondary is playing great. Linebackers are playing great. And, you know, we don't always have to get sacks in order to, you know, to, to, to make great plays. Now you're 100% right there. Um, and listen, I think as you move forward, right, you've got guys that are going to be in – you know, playing significant play, uh, playing time, right? You look at, I, I think moving forward, right, you're going to have, you know, him being a lockdown safety, right? You're going to, he's going to be the guy, uh, especially with Chris and everybody once they leave next year. We'll obviously get into this more when it, when the time comes. But but you look at freshmen getting playing. Listen, you know, people can question Dalen Everett, but Dalen Everett's going to be a name that people really have to pay attention to as well. Uh, you know, and then you've got guys like Nylon Green that are patiently waiting their turn. Kamari Lasseter, excuse me, Kamari Lasseter still should be here too next year. Um, we'll see how things play out, obviously. The the secondary is fine, right? We had a huge DB, uh, DB hall uh, this past cycle. It's paying off already. Like when you have Malachi Starks doing the things he is as a true freshman, you're, you're setting yourself up for success for the long term. And I think it's going to pay off uh, because if you can come in here as a freshman and, and ball the fuck out like he's been doing, you have to take that, and as a recruit, you'll you love to see that, right? Um, Black Adonis asked, "Do we know what's the real deal with Arik Gilbert? Uh, do, does he play more?" I, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing as I'm watching the game, you know. And you're seeing Darnell, who's a who's a monster. You're seeing Brock Bowers, but I mean, there hasn't even been any mention. I haven't, you know, as I'm panning the panning the, the TV for the sidelines, I don't even see him on the sidelines. And so I don't know what's going on because he had such a dominant spring game. He's such a dominant player. 
So for him not to be a part of it at all, I just I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm I'm not really gonna, I guess you could say, speak on it too much because I don't know the situation, right? I feel like, yeah, you know, looking at last season, right? If I'm not mistaken, it was personal issues, right? And, and understanding personal issues, that stuff takes time, right? It, it definitely does. Um, you, know, you look at like Juan said, the the spring game was phenomenal. Two touchdowns on a few targets that he had, he got two touchdowns. So we know he's capable of this stuff, right? Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, may, like I said, I don't want to speculate anything, but you, know, you have to assume that whatever's going on is being handled the right way. And you just wish them the best, whatever's going on, whether it be the personal issues or whether it's something else. Um, you know, for me, you just you're just ready to see him back whenever he's ready. Don't want to rush him into something. And you don't have to rush him back into something. And that's and that's a luxury that Georgia has. Uh, you know, especially with Todd Harley building up that tight end room. Because you look at Oscar Delp. Even Oscar Delp had a good game Saturday, right? Uh, Darnell got Darnell got some touches. Brock Bowers got some touches. Kind of been a quiet game, obviously, through the passing game, right? Uh, but you, when you look at, you know, Oscar Dub getting involved, you know it's you – know, you know it's a rotational thing. So all the guys are playing well. And that's benefiting – and I think that's beneficial for us as we handle, right, uh, a Rick's situation, whatever it may be. Uh, you're not forcing him into something and making him uncomfortable. And I think, you know, as a parent and somebody looking outside of the game of football, there's more – it's more – than football. So I yeah. think whatever's going whatever's going on, you know, George is doing the right thing, not rushing him. And well, you're, if you're, you're, you're nicer about it. And, and I guess maybe George is taking a different approach, but I know that when I was at Georgia and I know black Adonis will say, well, that was, you know, in the 1930s and forties, but you know, when, when I was there, you know, it was, you know, look, you probably have some mental issues. You probably got some stuff going on, but you need to get your ass on that football field because we need to win games. And, and, and we need your we need your production. So, um, you know, and, and I get it. You're dealing with 18, 19, you know, year old kids. But at some point in time, you, you know, uh, you know, unless you're, you know, you know, unless it's deeper than than we have any idea, you know, you, you have to kind of man up and, you know, and make, make sure that you do, you know, what you need to do to help out your team. He said 19, 18, 18. Yeah, back when Texas, back when Georgia. <laughs> back when, back when Georgia Tech actually won shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, so it was back, yeah, back during the war. So we had to finish a finish the game, and then we had to go fight. You know, get our muskets and <laughs> go out there. Watch out for the trench warfare, right? We talk about yeah. warfare in the trench. We talk about battles right. down in the trenches nowadays. It means something different back in 1918, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, not, you know, you look at it, though, right? Like, obviously, you know, just looking at it, right? George's tight end room is, is helping him take his time, right? And we've, we've seen things like this happen in the past. Now, maybe not, you know, health issue, you know, mental health related or whatever the case may be. But you also look at, like, you know, Don Blaylock, right? Don Blaylock went almost two years without playing a snap of football, right? Georgia took their time rushing it. There was no rush, right? I think, like I said, looking outside the box, right, from a perspective, right, from a recruit as a family of a recruit, you have to look at that in a positive way and say, you, ch you, you value my son more than the game itself. And I feel like that's the way it should be. But not everybody's like that. 
not everybody's like that. Um, ooh, fun fact for the day. Uh, there was a deep South Soldiers rivalry game in 1918. So, you know, listen, Juan, I, you know, Auburn did play. Listen, we did play them in November right? every every year. Uh, you know, you may have literally ended the war on the 11th and then went to play that Saturday. Okay? Yeah, yep. I remember it like it. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> well, then. Well, then. Yeah. But no, ultimately, though, right, like – Let's just kind of do our wrap up here. Um, you know, you had a great win, thirty-two point win. People are still going to question it, right? National media is still going to question it, whatever the case. Let them. Uh, Georgia jumps to number one, back to number one after Alabama's sluggish game against A and M. Ohio State at two. Um, you know, listen, Ohio State is a damn good team. You know, but at the same time, like, the, I'm not the best is, the, I'm not the best is yet to the best is yet to come. In regards to Ohio State, like you look at, you, you look at what they've got on the schedule, right? You look at the back end, right? They played Michigan last week. Um, you know they got Penn State, things like that. So the you know what Juan is saying is the, the uh, jury's out still. Um, yeah, I mean after that Notre Dame, you know they they really didn't blow out Notre Dame like they like they should have. Um, I'm I'm with Jay Jacobs. I do think that. Uh, that Tennessee beats Bama this week. Um, I know we'll have our picks, so, you know, I'll, I'll get those in. Um, but uh, I, I do think that – so that's going to kind of change the landscape of the that, that, that top 25. And I see also, you know, Bama maybe dropping one to uh, to Ole Miss as well. So – and depending on, you know, how well Bryce – you know, you know what, what what's Bryce Young's, you know, situation, what's going on. I, I assume that he's going to play this weekend. It's just too big of a game. Um for him not to. So we'll see. You know, Juan, I want to bring up something uh, as, as 63 is running a stat check uh, for that game. Uh, keep in mind, if you can see this guys, there's a dog down there at the bottom. Uh, and that symbolizes the last, you know, the, the last deep South Soul driver game we're actually talking about in 1918. Uh, this dog was just right after that. Uh, just want to let you know that. So we're having a little bit of flashback here. Um, apparently we've got the, the KP fan club is back Wednesday. Okay. So apparently That's what I'm talking Kobe. About. Broke my wrist. Kobe. <laughs> but no, you know, look, I think ultimately, you know, you look at the game, right? It was a dominant win, got back on track, right? Heavy recruiting. All right. Listen, I don't know if y'all noticed this. That was a big deal in regards to the recruiting, right? Big de- oh my goodness, Benjamin one button. <laughs> oh lordy, lord. <laughs> There's so much recruiting going on right now. Um, listen, also, I'm gonna give a shout out there. Uh, obviously, y'all know I cover Grimsley a lot, but uh, Bryce Davis Friday got a uh, got his Georgia offer, uh, 2025 class. Of- Um, got his Georgia offer. And, um, and I, listen, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic for him, right? Obviously, if you don't know, that's a teammate of Jamal Jarrett. Um, kids got it, man. Uh, if you, Listen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go just go find his midseason highlight tape and turn that shit on. He put Sam Pendleton in the wall. He worked his ass several times. Uh, you, are, I don't know if you're familiar with Sam Pendleton. Uh, but Sam Pendleton is a kid up here in Carnersville, uh, committed to um, 
Notre Dame and got his ass a couple times. It's clean. So his tape's extremely impressive. So go give him a check. Like, listen, if you're listening, go follow my man. I'll, and and when I, you'll see it later. Uh, you can't miss it. But check out Bryce Davis. Let him know uh, where home is. It's that simple, folks. Um, oh, okay. Final stat check. Uh, in the game in 1918, Juan had four receptions for 87 yards and eight tutties in the Deep South Souls rivalry game in 1918. Damn, they were throwing bombs, Juan. It was a big day. It was a big day. Now, question. Were, were passes thrown like this, or how were they thrown back then? They were kind of bold. Like, they just, like, underhand softball, underhand softball pitch, just like that. Oh. And then uh, and then also after that, then I went and, and, and fought in the war. And so Ooh. it was it was amazing times. Apparently, this was also back before the forward pass was legal. <laughs> so it must have. Yeah. I mean, it was a crazy. It was a good day. It was a good day. I mean, apparently so. You know, you, you win a game. I don't know. We'll have to go back and do the stat check for the game. But, I mean, four receptions for 87 yards. Eight tutties. That, that tells you you did a lot of running, too. A lot, so, of, lot of running. It was it was a good day. We got the Santa pitch. We called it the Santa Claus. Okay. So Juan's nickname was Santa Paul's back in the day with them hands. <laughs> Santa pitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Obviously, uh, as you all know, fuck Auburn. So we're putting that to bed for the season. Um, triple option running Santa Claus. Okay. Okay, Kobe. He's on his back, too. He's in his back today. <laughs> I'm just saying. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Georgia takes care of business. Come back Wednesday. Wednesday for the picks. We've got some good ones for you. I know y'all saw him. We've talked about this. Got a lot of good games coming up. Um, let's go check it out. Obviously, follow us um, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a follow. If you like what you hear, maybe you like Juan's laugh, right? Leave a review. Let us know you like his laugh. Maybe we'll get you to do more of it, Juan. Uh, that's on the brigade to make you laugh, though. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you like it, you got to come into the brigade and make it be known. Uh, listen, if you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, whatever, like, follow, subscribe. Hey, click the like button. It's free, and it helps the show out a ton. Um, other than that, though, one, any final words before we wrap this stuff up, man? Man, I'm ready for, you know, ready for us just to, can, you know, continue trucking down this trucking down this, uh, this road. You know, we got a national championship in sight, so let's go get it. There's no snow on the road, so you can't run over anybody. So we're good That's to go. That's true. But I'm running all I'm running over all grandmothers. So you know, get but, out of the way. Uh, well, hold on though. There, listen. Auburn was all white. Maybe that's what ran them over. That's true. Ooh. That's true. <laughs> so Auburn got ran over by one Daniels, folks. Yes, they um, did. Yes, they did. That was their fault for wearing all white. That's their fault. You yes, just, they did. Got a miss confused for snow, and it's a wrap. The rest is history. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. Make sure you come back Wednesday uh, for the show, obviously. Uh, whenever you get your podcast, stay tuned for that. Uh, go dogs, as always. Uh, catch you on the next time. Go dogs. <laughs>